So I was thinking we could maybe talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 and or Final Fantasy 15 at some point. That would be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. How about now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've, 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 I've overstepped my life. <laughs> Get out of my house, smartass. <laughs> How about now? It sounds like a four-year-old. Push me on the swing. Push me on the swing. Push me on the swing. No, higher, higher. <laughs> uh, yeah, Steady on. So yes, uh, Lulu, I know you've recently finished Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Uh, Squidge, I know you've recently started Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. And uh, Chief, I don't know whether you have done anything with it related to. I hate Kingdom Hearts 3. So, Fair enough. Uh, no, I, I don't. I've never played them. But it it I doesn't know. know what Kingdom Hearts is. I don't know, no. I heard that there's a key in it. And a, and a man with a key hitting other things. <laughs> Pretty um, accurate description. The Bouncer. Oh man, the bouncer! I've just got this image the way you described it of a redneck guy with an anime wig on, <laughs> with a piece of wood with a key drawn on it. He's battering the shit out of a lump of hair. That's all I've got. There's a key in it. That's, all, that's his description. That's all I've got in my head. <laughs> so it's presumably not. There's no wigs involved, far as I can tell. Yes, I, I don't know anything about Kingdom Hearts Three, but. Aren't they Final Fantasy characters in it? And, yeah. Yeah. Is Disney characters and Final Fantasy smushed together? I heard that the, the plot's a bit convoluted and a bit... Oh, uh, that's an understatement. <laughs> Have we got time to go through the entire plot? No. No, we'd need at least a week. Oh, okay. And you still wouldn't understand because I don't. Neither do I. But it's a good game, though. Well, yeah, it is. It's it's. There's a lot of Disney characters you recognise and what have you. I mean, apart from I know Kingdom Hearts three is basically start off with Hercules mm. and then play all the Pixar. Yeah, pretty much. But all you need to know about Kingdom Hearts from the first to this one is summed up in a picture that I saw online. It was Kyrie. She got a letter and she was reading it because in the first or second game she gets a letter from Sora and she's reading it. And it was that screenshot. It was a letter from Sora, but instead of the actual words that was on the game, it said, uh, Kyrie, when I die, please get Donald and Goofy to lower my coffin into the ground because it'll be the last ever time that they let me down. <laughs> yeah, useless in combat. <laughs> they really are. But they did improve in Kingdom Hearts 3. The AI for them was definitely improved. Can confirm. The camera's moving that fast. I feel like I'm going to have motion sickness, so I just keep bashing buttons until they is all die. Is it hacky slashy? Or is it line dancing? It's an action JRPG is the uh, official tagline for it. Imagine the combat style from Final Fantasy Fifteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. I was going to say without swinging from things, but you do actually swing from things in Final Fantasy Fifteen. It is pretty enjoyable. I mean, from what I've gone through so far... Goofy's your gladiator with a shield. Donald takes great pleasure in taking the piss out of Sora whenever he can. Mm-hmm. He is a troll. Although I have to read the subtitles because I still can't understand him. Mm-hmm. Who's the chap with the key then? That's Sora. 
Okay. Well, I saw it and half of the cast. Yeah, that's one thing that kind of annoyed me from Kingdom Hearts 1, was that they kept saying that, you know, there's only one Keyblade wielder, and now suddenly everyone can wield it. Everyone and their mum can wield it. Yeah, pretty much. Is it like a special weapon, the Keyblade? Can you explain this without going into the story? So, without going into the story, the Keyblade chooses its master, from what I understand. Okay. So, there is a little scene with uh, Squall, where he picks up Sora's Keyblade, and it vanishes from his hand and reappears in Sora's hand, because that's not its master. That's my understanding of it. I could be completely wrong, and there's probably Kingdom Hearts fans out there going, this girl is stupid, tell her to shut up now. But yeah, that is literally my understanding of it. But yeah, and then it was just suddenly like, now everyone can wield Keyblades, and it's like, oh, okay, that's a thing. And it's a powerful sword. Yeah. Although you keep getting new versions and more. Well, it's it's supposed to be different versions of the Keyblade when you go through, but you actually just get extra ones now. Yeah. Essentially, it's like Sword in the Stone. Only one person can take out the stone yeah. and use it. Yeah. Whereas in Kingdom Hearts 3, everyone and their mum uses it. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting to see a Moogle wield one, to be honest. <laughs> little Moogle Keyblade, that'd be cute. Or a little, <laughs> little Moogle Keyblade, but instead of one Keyblade, it's just a pair of daggers. <laughs> can you imagine it? Koopo, b- i smashed through kingdom hearts 3 i thoroughly enjoyed it there was a lot of the story i didn't understand because my biggest gripe with the kingdom Hearts series is the fact that if you want to understand it all like as in you're really invested in the story and the world that they built you have to be able to afford handheld consoles to play the other ones. And that annoyed me because it's like, well, not everyone has that kind of money to just throw away. So there was a lot of it I didn't understand, but it didn't detract from my enjoyment of the game. There was just a few bits where I was like, I don't really know what's going on here, but it's cool, so I'm happy. So the actual core gameplay is actually good. Yeah. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, they really outdid themselves um, in Kingdom Hearts 3. You fight monkeys. Does it bar entry, though? Like, because I haven't played any of them. Would it be, like... <laughs> We've lost the frog, man. <laughs> oh, well, what's going on? Can I just say, right, <laughs> that Squidgy's reaction of, you fight monkeys, being potentially <laughs> a selling point for this game. <laughs> I mean, that's a great selling point. I don't know what that point. means. <laughs> you do, though. Tell me I'm wrong. You fight monkeys. But why would that be a good thing? (laughs) You fight monkeys. Um, Well, I'll put that in the pros. (laughs) 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 Write it down in the pros. (laughs) He's just created a pie chart as we speak. What I'm saying is, um, do you need to play them all before you play three? I would say at least play Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. At least. Okay. So the major console releases. You, you yeah. don't need to play things like Birth by Sleep and the, the 3DS ones. Uh, yeah. Although if you want the actual full story, there's a Kingdom Hearts mobile game. That's a release in Japan and they're updating it. It's like an episodic thing. So if you want the entire full story, you've got to play that as well. Like I say, playing at least Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, you will understand enough of what's going on in Kingdom Hearts 3 to still enjoy it. Because yes. like I say, I've only played 1 and 2 and I still got full enjoyment out of it. and. When the ending came around, I was fully invested, which is good because that's what you want. It's a very story-driven game and you want to be invested in that story. Yes. While there were bits that I was a bit like, not really sure what's going on here, I still felt involved in Sora's story. I'll be perfectly honest. I mean, I've just got to... 
I've done Olympus and I got to Twilight Town, is it? Yeah. You know where you meet all that higher and the, the guy with the band? Yeah. And I'll be perfectly honest, the first, because in the game you get given a phone. Yeah. So you're supposed to take pictures of lucky symbols, which is the Mickey Mouse. And you can scan QR codes and stuff and get like mobile games, the game and watch games. I spent the first 40 minutes after getting that phone in full control taking selfies of bins. <laughs> So you have Sora going, cheese, and there's a bin or a barrel. I think they introduced that because it was a popular feature in Final Fantasy XV. I think that and the the Spider-Man game as well. I think developers are finally catching on that gamers like to take pictures and, you know, share their adventures with their friends. You know, like, oh, look at this cool thing I saw and blah, blah, blah. So having, like, a camera feature in a game, I like it. I mean, even FF14 has it. It's not like an actual camera. It's called G-Pose where you can like stop the game and your characters and take really cute pictures and what have you. Can you do it mid-battle? Not mid-battle, no. But if you're clever like I am, where before G-Pose came around, you got really good at taking in-combat pictures, then yeah. I've got some good ones. Like I say, I think I think developers are finally cottoning on to that because we do. We like to take screenshots and be like, oh, look at this funny thing I found or here's just a really cool shot that I took. You know, it gets people sort of talking about their games and brings more enjoyment for a lot of people. Or in my case, just take pictures of the glitches you find. Yeah. Or bins. Or bins. Or bins, yeah. Or bins. Take selfies or bins. Whatever you want. Why bins? Because there are actual characters, but when you get your phone out and do like the face it towards you, the character's got to get ready. So by the time they actually get ready and pose, I've moved on to something else, taking more pictures of bins. So I just I can't be bothered to wait. The bin's ready. I'll take a picture now. Hey. I will also point out that you're asking Squidge for some kind of logic for his mm, actions. Yeah. You know, just like there is no spoon, there is no logic with Squidgy. There is no spoon. There is one spoon. There are two spoons. <laughs> there is no Squidgy. There is one Squidgy. You only need one Squidgy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. I forgot he was here. What? 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 <laughs> I forgot he was in the room. <laughs> what? what? I do highly recommend Kingdom Hearts. Well, even just like the the console titles, I I recommend them. They're enjoyable games. You'll get some nostalgia from like Disney movies that you watched as a kid. And, you know, for me, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 had my favorite town in it. And that was Halloween Town because I love Nightmare Before Christmas. So I was very happy to, you know, run around with Jack Skellington and what have you. So, yeah, there's something for everyone in it because everyone's grown up with Disney and Pixar at some point. Is it quite lighthearted then? Or is it quite like, uh, what I'm, I'm trying to grasp is, a, is it quite a serious story or is it quite lighthearted? It's a bit of both, honestly. Uh-huh. Again, without discussing spoilers the ending of kingdom hearts 3 had me in tears oh well it's always a good game that has somebody in tears yeah there were bits of it where i was choking up so for the majority it is quite light-hearted but when they decide to hit you with the feels train they hit you hard ah it's fancy nine all over again Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so a bit of both. Again, I think it's a bit of something for everyone because, you know, the serious parts aren't drawn out. 
So if you're not really into that, then it's like, oh, I can get back to, you know, Sora and Donald, like, ripping it out of each other again in a few minutes. So this is fine. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, if you're the kind of person that lives for the uh, the feelsy part, shall we say, then you're going to have enough of that in there for you to connect with. Ah, uh, I see. It's, it's quite a nice balance. I'm definitely more of the feels type, I think. Yeah. Um, I do like the lightheartedness. I think, honestly, the lightheartedness is what draws you into the characters more because you're seeing them just being friends. Right, okay. Excuse the pun because Goofy's in it, but goofing around. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, like, Sora's in Kingdom Hearts 1, I think he's, like, 14. So he's, you know, he's a kid. And in the most recent one, I think he's supposed to be about 16. I could be wrong on that. So he's still a kid. Mm. And just seeing him being a kid and being silly with his friends, like I say, it endears you to him. So when the feels do happen, you feel it more because you remember he's just a kid. And how are you related to his friends? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You and can't they... just have a hard hitting, can you? you don't, it's not contrasted with the light then, is it? Yeah, I appreciate what you're saying, yeah. It complements each other well. Yeah, it's really well done. So I've got a question for you, Lulu. When you play Kingdom Hearts, what did you first play it on, the first one? That would be PS2. Right, okay. So you can appreciate one of the more recent features they added in, mm. which is skippable cutscenes. Oh, God, <laughs> you yes. You can fully appreciate it. <laughs> oh, it's not my just God, me. yes. There is nothing worse than being stuck on a boss and having to re-watch a cutscene. To the point where you're miming the words. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Because I've always found that when the cutscenes aren't skippable like that, that that particular scene loses impact. Well, it's not just that. It builds fury to the point where even if you beat the boss, you, you throw your pad on the floor in triumph so hard it snaps in two. It's the FIFA and Dark Souls gambit. Ah, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, defeat the boss, where's the nearest save point? For the love of God, where is it? I do not want to accidentally die to a trash mob and have to do it all over again. (laughs) (laughs) That bloody monkey! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, skippable cutscenes are like godsend. On a slight tangent, guys, uh, (laughs) do you know in in Final Fantasy VII, just because you mentioned unskippable bits, but we've all done a bit after Midgar, haven't we? Spoiler warning, if you haven't played Final Fantasy VII. Do you know that bit where you've got to click through all the dialogue, where, where you get to calm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven, and it's a long... Yeah, I know it's like halfway through. They did kind of do it okay, because about halfway through, Tifa will say to Cloud, do you want to take a break? And you can to save. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're kidding me. But even then, it's a long time to be sat there reading dialogue. Mm. But at least they put that in. But yeah, she's like, oh, you know, Cloud, are you okay? Do you want to take a break? And he'll say, yeah, I need one. Because it's a long, it's noticeable because I still remember it after all these years. I mean, who doesn't? That was like some serious stuff going on there. Yeah. Pass the pad to someone else. You click that. I'm going to go grab a shower. Yeah. (laughs) What happened? Nothing, really. (laughs) (laughs) I need to take a shower. <laughs> but that was also the good thing about that game. So long as nobody turned off the console or you had a power cut, you could just leave them on a dialogue box, you know, while you were like, sorry, I've got to poop. <laughs> there was a friend of 
man, and I don't know if this is a lie, but uh, <laughs> oh, not, God. this is not about the pooping. Not about the pooping. It's a, <laughs> it's a different story. But he said, and I don't know if this was a wind up because I never tried it. But he said, in the Final Fantasy bit we're talking about, he said if you just left the pad, he said it would just play it out by itself, and you wouldn't have to press X. That's not true, is it? Not Final no. Fantasy Seven. There was a, there was a JRPG where if you left it, it'd start doing it itself. Because I could, I could just walk away, but and and then, as I never tried it, because I didn't want to waste ten minutes basically, so I just kind of pressed X. But but and uh, I think he had me on. I think I think it might be um, Vagrant Story that does that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it might be, actually. Because that's one of those where if you leave the pad and go out the room, you come back, you're under attack, and you oh. don't know why. Yeah, I think it was Vagrant Story. I think it was... He, no, he definitely said Final Fantasy VII. Well, I think he's trying one. to wind me up. I think he is on a wind-up. Yeah. You're easy to wind up, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Final Fantasy X-2. Oh, <laughs> no! Stop it! Stop! <laughs> okay. I've already had my ass kicking about that. Stop I'm it. not being baited. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Kaprogman? So now that that nonsense is out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> what was we doing? I've completely lost track. Yeah, so we were talking Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, as someone who has played maybe 10 minutes of the first one. Mm-hmm. So you watched the cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that if I want to play the third one, I've got to uh, either go watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos and construct one of those pin boards like on um, a always... The wire. Oh, well, I was going to say Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but yeah, okay, all the wire. I've stumbled onto a major company conspiracy, Mac. How about that for stress? This company is being bled like a stuck pig, Mac, and i got a paper trail to prove it. Check this out. Or do I have to go and play all of the other games before I can pick this one up? Is anything explained at all? I think in the options, there's like um, there's a brief explanation of each game, isn't there? Yeah, there is. So you could you could get like a bullet point of it. I think is how it's. I, I didn't look at it myself because you know I played one and two, so I had an idea. But yeah, there is something like that. Okay. We can get a brief rundown. So verdicts then, what do you both think of the Kingdom Hearts? I know you're only like less than a percent into it, Squidge, after having watched 15 hours of cutscenes. <laughs> but um, what are your verdicts on Kingdom Hearts 3 then? Uh, yes? No? What, what would you say? You first. No, he was asking you, dude, because you've only just watched it. Yeah, sorry, both of you. Yeah, yeah. Let's not be too polite here. Shut up, <laughs> Shut up, nurse! Get out! No, but like Lulu having had finished it, Squidgy having had made it through the first cutscene, what are your thoughts on it? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it mediocre? Did it live up to your expectations? I personally didn't have very high expectations for it, just because I'm not that as invested in the series as some of my friends are. I was looking forward to it, but I wasn't like... I didn't have like any super high expectations. So I came away very happy with it. I completed it, I think, in about 29 hours. I mean, the fact that I smashed it in like two days is testament to how much I enjoyed it. Because if I don't enjoy a game, I'll look at you, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will take my time with it. But this one, I was like, you know, I go to bed really late because I was up playing it and then I get up as soon as I was done with like you know morning routines it was on Kingdom Hearts 3 so personally yeah I came away incredibly satisfied 
and I'm even looking forward to the next chapter, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that there was Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 365 and a half, three, Kingdom Hearts 5,272, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Pi, Kingdom Hearts A Fraction, Kingdom Hearts 25.7. So what would be the next number in the series? No, no, what you've got to remember is there was Kingdom Hearts Rechained. It is a bit of mind for a progman. You remember stuff in that game by forgetting first. Yes, Chain of Memories, wasn't it? Rechained of Memories, yeah. Yeah. You remembered stuff by forgetting it first. What? And then you had Birth by Sleep. And then 365 Days, and then Drop Distance. Oh, yeah, Dream Drop Distance. I just want to apply the same logic from Rechaining of Memories to Birth by Sleep. Do you have to sleep to be born? I don't really want to answer that because it involves Disney and I don't want to get a TCM takedown, so I'd I'd rather not say out. But, yeah, I mean, just, like, what is with all of this millions of games in the like if i wanted to learn the actual storyline that leads up to kingdom hearts 3 i think we mentioned it last time squidge when we were talking with b i think you said you'd watch like several hours of someone attempting to explain it Mm -hmm. and it didn't even make sense to get the entire storyline and this sounds really backwards but to get the entire storyline you've got to play them in release order not in chronological order Mm. because if you play them in chronological order it'll make no sense and that itself makes no sense can i just ask is it worth the effort for the plot? I'm not being deliberately. Right. So it's um, it's it's a Square Enix plot. Mm. So no, then with Disney characters. <laughs> so no, not really. Well, <laughs> so, some some of the smaller mobile titles I've played them all, and the mobile ones they're not worth. Oh dear. The main ones are the mobile yeah. ones aren't. So it's worth the time investment. For, for the, the main, for the main ones, line yeah. ones, yeah. Yeah, but my sort of verdict on Kingdom Hearts Three so far is you can fight monkeys. <laughs> and you can take selfies with the monkeys as you fight them. <laughs> are the monkeys an enemy? Why, yes, why they are. They're not real monkeys. Yeah. I'm what? not just battering monkeys. Squidgy is he's a monkey killer. He just like he walks if there's a monkey in a video game, splat. Smash. <laughs> I mean, I have played Resident Evil Zero, so well the baboons, aren't they? Well same same diff. Same diff. <laughs> you know. it just seems- what a necessary level of hate towards monkeys. They are enemies. If you don't hit them, they'll hit you. I'm, oh, I'm... that's all you all say, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. Right, don't release this podcast. I'm going to be labelled as a... I'll have Peter against me or What about Final Fantasy XV then? I know obviously um, Lulu has sunk a lot of time into it because not just because it's a Final Fantasy game, but because apparently it's a return to form. <gasps> oh. You hinted earlier on that 13 was crap. And I mean, I could have told you that because 12 was crap and 11 was crap and 10 too was crap. Now, do you remember earlier on when I said I'm going to try and spark an argument between Chief and Lulu? Mm-hmm. It's gonna. This is where it's going to happen. I, I'm not, well, I, I'm going to be polite here, but... Um... It's a, but, but, but Squidgy's saying no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he says go Both for barrels, room. man. Both <laughs> barrels. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, sorry, sorry, good frog, man. Uh, uh, I interrupted. No, it's cool. So I know Squidgy's recently started playing 15, the kingly edition or whatever it is. Uh, I'd like to know, Chief, whether you've played Final Fantasy 15 or whether you gave up after the disaster well, of everyone beforehand. I bought it on release, like mega excited, because mm-hmm. um, they've been waiting for this for a long time. And and to be honest, it's a game I really want to like. And it's... 
I, I haven't finished it. We, 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 I'm nowhere near finishing it either. But I just feel the mechanics in it, like particularly the battle system, aren't very good. And I don't feel the story, up to what I've played, obviously it's a problem because I haven't finished the game, I just don't feel it's sufficiently carries the game enough. And I don't like the fact that there's Kingsglaive and I think there's the Brotherhood thing as well. And they're yep. all separate bits of media and you need to get your plot from each one of those. Having said that, though, once I did watch the Brotherhood thing, it really made me enjoy it a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think the actual gameplay loop in itself is strong enough. But the graphics, you know, the design of the of the world and stuff, it's nice. And, you know, it, it, it's a, as you'd expect from a Square Enix game. Mm-hmm. But I just... It's not Final Fantasy X is what I'm saying. Mm. And it's not a bad game, but I expected so much more from it. And um, after the disappointment that was 13, mm-hmm. although Hard I really tried to like that as well. I quite like lightning in it, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe that's controversial in itself. But um, it, it just wasn't enough. It, just the, the combat system, I think I described once, was it's a bit like a Michael Bay film. <laughs> I see what's going on. I know I've won. I, I kind of win, and it says I've won, and then it, it tells me I've not. You just it don't well. know how. Yeah, I don't know really how. I've won. Mm. But, um, but if I invest more hours in it, I think I would like it a lot more. But I think at the time is. I think I had other games that I wanted to play as well, which was a shame. And then if it's not quite grabbing yet, mm. you kind of move on to the next one, unfortunately. And I still don't think it's a bad game, but um, it just isn't Final Fantasy X. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I still like it. And I still want to try. Mm. One thing I didn't like about it, and you probably could tell me about this, is the way they dealt with summons after say 10 whether say for example in Final Fantasy 10 they, when you do the summoning thing it's quite an integral part of the plot yeah there's a big hoo-ha about getting a new summon but I feel since 12 summons have sort of sidetracked a lot more and that it's more effective to actually use your characters instead of summoning something because it kind of mm-hmm. really helps you in the earlier games like I'll come into a block I'm going to summon Ifrit or Bahamut and it's going to really help you on the battle mm-hmm. but if you do that in the later games, I think actually, well, you're more effective not summoning, I, I feel, anyway. I Summons think. everywhere shed a tear. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I like the summon thing. Mm. But anyway, I've waffled on there. <laughs> so, so, ah, uh, see what you I, did. I, 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 ah. I dislike it. I don't dislike it. I like it a lot more than I did. Mm. I like it a lot more than I did. But it well, grow on you like some sort of disease. Yeah, <laughs> and, and obviously, I give it the respect because it's a Final Fantasy game. I think, um, you know... I, I, I'd buy them regardless and then just just see if I enjoy them or not. <laughs> like 10 <ten> 2. <laughs> You're not good in me either. I no, don't care. I've had my ass open. I don't care. But yeah, so I, I'm guessing, Lulu, that you have the opposite opinion then. My opinions may surprise you, actually. Oh. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the one thing I will always say about 15 is that, yes, it's had its problems. We all know about its turbulent history. Yes. But I will also point out is a, a common misconception is that it was in development for 10 years. It wasn't. Final Fantasy versus 13, which became 15, was in development, well, I say development loosely, for about six, seven years. And Hajime Tabata, the guy who made 15, only had about three, three and a half years 
to turn it around. So it was not in development that long. No. So that's a common misconception and one I wish people would stop saying, but it was in development. Stop it. Pay attention. Do a little bit of research. Read. Learn. Yes, it wasn't what I would say is a grandiose Final Fantasy title. It wasn't what we're all expecting. Mm. But considering the time and the resources that Tabitha had, he did the best he could. And I can't fault him for that. He produced a good game. Now, the combat, I agree with you, a little bit janky. And there are points of it where it's just like the camera angles really did my head in because um i completed 15 before all the update patches came in so all the extra stuff Ah. so i've played both the very original and what's currently out now which is the royal edition yes so i've got kind of like both sides and i remember being in like you know dungeons if you will and my camera getting stuck because, you know, the camera follows Noctis and he'd back into a corner or he'd be pushed into a corner and then the camera would get stuck there, which made it really awkward. And then it was like, well, how do I get the camera unstuck? And, you know, glitches like that. So I've been through the teething problems and, you know, Tabitha and his team, bless them, you know, they were quick to fix them. So again, can't fault the team. They did what they could. Yes. I also agree that, yeah, it's not right that we do have to go to other mediums to get the full story. But again, that traces back to how much time he had to make a full game. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. One quote that always sticks out with me that Tabitha said, he was interviewed by, I think, I'm pretty sure it was for Matt. So I could be wrong on this, so don't quote me. But he said when he came to the project, he had very little material to work with. There was next to nothing. It was a lot of pretty artwork, a few incoherent storyboards and character designs and a very unmotivated team. Mm. You know, he, he had to build everything from the ground up. So that always sticks with me. So from what they've done, yeah, perfect. It's the best they could give us. Storyline wise, it could have been so much more. Yeah. It could have been so much more. Now, what they gave us was great, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions. I did like how the story went. I liked the characters. I know a lot of people complained about it being four guys. I thought that was a good thing. I personally didn't care. Because the banter was actually, you know, there's some quite good banter in there. There was some really good banter. It really did feel like a road trip. And I know a lot of people say, oh, it's like a driving simulator. And it's like, yeah, that's the whole point. They've got a car. This is the first Final Fantasy game where you're not immediately hoofing it. I mean, yeah, the car breaks down to begin with. But after about 20 minutes, you've got it back and that's it. Unless the plot determines that you don't have the car. There was a lot of missed opportunities with some characters like Luna Freya. She was so wronged as a character. She could have been so much more than what she was. And it angers me. But at the same time, it's like... It's frustrating when they create, like, a nice world. Yeah. You know, like, the back 
story, and they do literally nothing with it. Yeah. I mean, the, the development, it looks like, I mean, I saw, I thought, saw the first half of Kingsglaive at a friend's house, and mm. just the way they build the world. I'm interested to see how that works, the, you know, the politics of the world, how, how different factions relate to each other. Yeah. And they don't deliver, they've set it up, and then they don't deliver any story The world of, of Eos. You know, from the snippets that we get, it clearly has a rich history. You were saying about summons, you know, how they, you know, after FF10, they felt a bit lackluster. They weren't in 15. They were integral parts to the story. I've just not got to that, presumably, then. I've seen the Leviathan bit. I mean, that looks amazing. Oh, the Leviathan thigh. I remember when I first got to that. I must say it was just swell that my partner was at work because I was pretty much screaming all the way through it. I was enjoying it that much. Uh, God knows what my neighbours thought I was doing. (laughs) I was like thoroughly enjoying it because the combat was awesome. The music was like, you remember fighting Sephiroth for the first time and One Winged Angel starts and you just insta feel pumped. That was it with the Leviathan fight. Is that towards the end? Because I'm literally not very far at all. It's the uh, midway point. Ah, uh, okay. I'd say. So how do summons function then after this point? Because do you summon them? Do they? Do, are you able to command them or uh, do they just appear? Okay, let's go back to an earlier effort. Final Fantasy VIII, for example, you junctioned the summons to yourself and you could choose when you would summon them so you know you could constantly summon them as long as they had health yes with final fantasy 15 there are conditions to summoning them right so long as you meet these conditions you can summon them and they are very powerful uh-huh. they're not just like we're just gonna come in and kind of go eh. they do a lot of damage and they are impressive to look at you see this makes me want to play the game again a lot more now they are really impressive to look at the first summon you get is titan yes i have never summoned titan in my playthroughs because i've never met the conditions for it because his, his conditions are all of your party has to be in trouble like pretty much on the brink of death for him right. to come is it made explicit, the con- conditions? I ended up having to look up on them because I was like, I was so determined to try and summon Titan because I'd never seen him. Yes. But he is literally the only one I've never summoned. The ones I normally get are Ramu and Shiva. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But again, they just, they look incredible. You look at them and, you know, they're, they're known in Eos as the Six or the Astrals. And you look at them and you think, yeah, these are gods these are literal gods and i love it you know you just get that impact from them i think that's what i want back i think if this was if this is what you're saying about it i think i will enjoy it a lot more because i like that impact of them because it just makes them feel important yeah and they are really important um a lot of the story as you progress throughout you learn that a lot of what's happening was kind of set in motion like a couple of thousand years before Noctis was born. And it's because of the astrals that this is all kind of happening. Right, okay. So they aren't just, you know, gods that just kind of look in on humans and go, oh, what are they doing today sort of thing. They've, <laughs> they've kind of constructed this story to get to the point that it's at. You know, and that's where I feel like in some parts it fell very short. And again, 
time constraints, you know, resources. And I will always, you know, as an adult, I will always look at it like that because, you know, I have a better understanding of how these companies work. Had I been, you know, like 12, 13 years old and played it and just kind of gone, eh, it would have been because I don't understand how these companies work and how, you know, like how expectations are supposed to be met. But as an adult, I could appreciate what they did. But that doesn't mean that I can't still sit here and be like, it's a bit lackluster in places because it is. In many ways, then, is it an unfinished game? Yeah, I think it's a crying shame, to be honest, because I love 15. I, I, I do. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that will just say, oh, it's just because you're a Final Fantasy fangirl. And it's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, if I think that a Final Fantasy has fallen short, Final Fantasy 15 did fall short of a lot of people's expectations, mine included, but I still enjoyed it. I still enjoy the world that they built, the characters that they gave us, and the lore that goes with it. It's just there was a few missed opportunities. Yeah, I think I'm inclined to agree, really. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this massive fight was going to be about that Squidgy prefers. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that's a reasonable response, really. Um, yeah, there's always time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but um, no, I, I, I do appreciate that the summon thing, and that made me want to play it a lot more now. I think a lot of 15 as well, and I know a lot of fans are uh, a bit peeved about this, is that it was their first open world game. Hmm. And a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, it's all good and well that they needed a testing ground, but can they not do it with our game? And it's like, well, what other game would you expect them to do it with? They have to test these things. They have to feel the market out because Square Enix have finally realized that they should be looking to the West to make their sales. Because we're the ones that give them all the money. Mm. Japan have this uh, mentality, and it was, again, it was Tabata that pointed out that once a Japanese gamer finishes a game, they have this mentality of, I've played it. Whereas Westerners like to go back and replay, and we'll talk about their games for years. I mean, look at us with Final Fantasy VII. That game's like 22 years old, and we're still talking about it. Well, yeah. Japanese gamers aren't like that. They'll be on the hype train for a couple of months, but once they've played it, completed it, got their platinum trophies, they'll be like, and I'm done, never play it again. Is that because they're more casual? I don't think it's a case of being casual. I think it's more a case of they just want to get on to the next thing. Ah, uh, I see. Plus, not many Japanese people own a PlayStation in Japan. Oh? Yeah, I know. I was quite intrigued by that. I can't remember the numbers but the um exactly, but there aren't as many people as you'd like to think that own a Sony PlayStation console in Japan. So this is why Square are sort of shifting their focus from their home turf to the West, because they've realized that we're the ones that are still, you know, out here going, We want more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because there's a lot of players I know, especially of 15, that, have, you know, the game's been out two years, just over two years now. And I know people that have played it six, seven times. I'm one of those. Obviously, I haven't played it six, seven times. But the games I like, I really remember. And I'd like to, if I can, I'd go through them again at least a little bit. I'm certainly not one of those a gamer that kind of moves on from stuff I like because I like to go on about it and Squidgey <laughs> likes to hear about it. 
<laughs> Presumably. <laughs> but, yeah, Could I you hear me rolling my eyes? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that is apparently the, the mentality that the Japanese gaming community has. They'll play it, get their platinum trophies if that's what they're after, and then they're done. They won't play it again. Yeah. And they're flinging out of a window. Pretty much. Whereas my way of going through Final Fantasy fifteen, I'm I'm very much in an open world game. What's over there? Yeah. Let's go look over there. You've got a main mission, but what's over there? I quite like when I'm playing as Noctis jumping off of high places to see him hit the ground and roll. You know, so I like doing that and there's interactions between them, so mm-hmm. I mean I played it like four days ago last time. So you've got Noctis, Gladio, Ignis and Pipsqueak. <laughs> Prompto, I love him. <laughs> yeah, Pipsqueak. Precious sunshine child. <laughs> Oh, as I call him, he's the idiot of the group. He's a nice guy. He's an idiot. <laughs> you know what? It's really funny when um when Jay said earlier about him loving Zell because he's like your own personal cheer squad. That's Prompto. Yeah, he yeah. plays that archetype. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, him with his bloody camera. I honestly thought when I saw Prompto and how he was, I thought you're going to drive me up the wall. I'm gonna hate you. And I ended up loving him so much. What I kind of like about him the most is he's the only one in the group that you'll physically see him trying to run somewhere, slip, roll and get back up. I love it. He's not perfect. He just keeps falling over or slipping or tripping over stuff while the others will jump over it. You know, you were saying about like other media and how they've explained like so, like Brotherhood, Kingsglaive. There was a short novella that was uh, written for 15 and it was the day that Noctis and co leave insomnia and literally on that day prompto gets his weapons because he's been training with the glaives so that he could go on this trip with noctis and protect him so he is brand spanking new to this whereas you know like gladio and ignis have been training since they were children and I, I like that. And it's a shame it wasn't in the game that, you know, you got this because, you know, it, it it was really nice to read. It's not very long. I'll have to try and find it for you. But like, you know, they're packing up Noctis's apartment because he doesn't actually live in the Citadel. His father insisted that he go to public schools so that he could be around people his own age. But not only that, so that he could be around normal people. And, you know, they're packing up his apartment and Ignis and Noctis are talking about like when Noctis was a little boy, how he'd sneak out at night and then Ignis would go and follow him and make sure he was safe. They even explained, um, you know, Gladio's got scars on his face. Mm. They even explained that. Um, apparently when Noctis was about 16 or 17, somebody tried to pick a fight with him and they ended up bottling Gladio because Gladio, you know, being the shield, protected his prince. And it's just like, you know, like little things like that. I wish we're in the game, but again, time and resources. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I'd want those things within the game. Yeah. Like, um, but I appreciate that you, you've explained why that, that hasn't been able to be the case. I think it, it would have been, I think it would have inevitably been a better experience had it been in the game. Because yeah. it's all, all, Agreed. all one. Yeah, I mean, if it was like prequel stuff, I'm happy to play the game and buy some prequel stuff with it. I'd be more than happy to do that. But it just feels bits of it are in, like integral to the understanding of the story. Well, yeah, they're kind of doing that at the moment. Are they? Yeah, we were supposed to get a second season pass for more DLC. Oh, I heard that was, a, that was in jeopardy. Yeah, they ended up cancelling episode Luna, Noctis and Aranea and they've only kept episode Arden 
and it was last week they released you can watch it for free on youtube by the way okay. it's like a 15 minute prologue anime for this dlc that's coming out next month and i sat and watched it and i know to a point you know for most of the game you want to keep your villain sort of under wraps because you know the big reveal and his backstory or you want to litter his backstory here and there but for them having to do it this way kind of sucks you know whenever people complain about it being an unfinished game I always come back to the time and, you know, the resources, but I also say, hey, they didn't have to do this. They could have just given you what we got originally and left it at that. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Mm. And it has been supported. Uh, that is that is a good point. So they have tried their best to rectify what they've done. And, you know, you've got to give props because clearly they care. They care enough to try and make it right to their fans. I tell you what I like doing on Final Fantasy XV. Mm. Where I am is I've got the the car's been repaired. Yeah. Right, and I've got to go to the first checkpoint, so I'm right at the beginning. Yeah. But what I like doing is, you know, when you're just running around searching for stuff, getting ingredients and what have you, talking, getting the um the lowdown from the the local people where things are and what have you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I go searching for treasures and stuff, and then you know when you camp at the end of the night, mm-hmm. I take great pleasure in. I've unlocked quite a lot of the things that you can make that Ignis can make. Yeah. And I blanket refuse to make the whole camp anything but toast because <laughs> you know what they've lived the royal life for god knows how long they're gonna live on the literal bread line for a bit so you're <laughs> gonna eat toast and that's it i know that doesn't help when like fighting and stuff but it's more of a you know i don't need bonuses for fighting i'll just work it out myself so you have toast <laughs> you're a prince so i'll treat you as one that's your bloody food toast, porn though i swear to god when i was yeah. first playing it i was just perpetually hungry <laughs> Not just me, then. I was literally sat there just going, oh, Ignis, come cook for me, bro. No. (laughs) Feed me, Ignis. (laughs) I've just got toast myself, so I'm spreading the disappointment around. You have toast as well, so you're not having posh food if I can. I like his little quip as well when he has a new recipe. Oh, Oh, I've just made something. You know what's really funny? The voice actor for Ignis, Uh because, you know, he hadn't quite yet seen the game yet. And when the game was released, he kept getting loads of tweets saying, that's it, I've come up with a new recipe. And he was just there going, like, what the hell is going on? And then he put, because Ray Chase, who voices Noctis, Robbie Damond is Prompto, and it's, um, oh God, I follow him on Twitter because they're all hilarious. They're, they're like best friends now. Adam Crowsdell, they, they got together and played the game on Twitch. And Adam Ignis was sat there going, oh, God, he really does say it a lot, doesn't he? (laughs) Because he just went, yeah, for me, that was a throwaway line. They were like, oh, can you say this line like a few different ways? And he was like, you know, obviously, of course. And then obviously it's used like every five seconds in the game. So he was just watching his Twitter blow up with this one quote (laughs) that he said like two years ago. (laughs) It's absolutely hilarious. I know, you just seem so happy. It's so expensive though. Why is the food so expensive in the game? Oh, wait till you get to Alticia. Oh, really? Woo! You know, a cup of noodles cost you 200 gil, gas cost you five. <laughs> yeah, there's a, f- there's a few meals in Alticia that cost you, I think one of them like, is like three mil. Three mil? You have to sell the car to eat it. Yeah. How 
bigs than Neil? <laughs> I bet it's like Michelin style. It's like a small cube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I figured as much. Three mil. For, how is it served? <laughs> On the back of a Titan. <laughs> a summon brings it to your table while destroying <laughs> half the city. That's what I want if I was paying that much. <laughs> Leviathan turns up with a small plate, you know. <laughs> I'm personally intrigued to see, because it's, you know, again, 15 was clearly a big testing ground for them. What they've learned from it and what they're going to bring for... Final Fantasy 16 because you know they're going to do one. Of course, I'd be disappointed if there wasn't. They've got to do another one. I mean, I'd be disappointed if they didn't. I think it's the Final Fantasy 7 remake that's on the agenda now. Do you think that yeah. they will have learned the lessons from 15? I'm hoping so. I mean, they've been very tight lipped about it, which is what they weren't with 15. I mean, to be honest, if you go back and read or watch all the ATR, the active time reports, you basically knew the entire game before it came out. They showed way too much. Whereas with Seven, we've not really heard or seen anything of it for a couple of years now. And honestly, I kind of prefer that. Though it is getting to the point where even I'm like, can you at least show us something? Yeah, I know. Just a teaser of Cloud in that wig. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. a bit of dress. Yeah. I'm going to Distant Worlds in London in May. And we've been told that the main focus for the Distant Worlds in May is Final Fantasy VII. Now, Ooh. there must be a reason for that. There's a lot of rumours going around that we're going to see more of the FF7 remake this year. I know some people are saying, oh, it's going to be released this year. I'm not holding my breath. If it is, I'll be really surprised. But I think they're probably going to start talking about it a bit more this year, which would be nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just show us something. I don't even care if it's another trailer. Just show us something. Mm. Because I get worried because Nomura's working on it and Nomura takes like decades to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just Uh, checking his bins out took him a fortnight. (laughs) Dude, that's why that game is called Fortnite, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Ah, See what you did there? Ah. I like that. Zing. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I really do hope that you enjoy your journey in 15. I will go back and replay. I'm doing Metro Exodus at the moment. Yeah. I'm meant to finish Resident Evil 2. Lightweight. But yeah. But it's not as good as Dead Space, though, is it? The topic for <laughs> well, that's set in space. <laughs> but um, I will want to... It's the only Final Fantasy I haven't actually finished of the mainline ones. So really, I need to go back and play it. Finish 13. God, why? Uh, well, yeah. I did it as well. Don't worry. Jay said I should put it on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel I was doing anything in that. I was kind of pressed circle. Mm. But yeah, I, I, again, I wanted to like that, but I didn't like it very much. <laughs> I wanted to yeah. like that, but I just didn't. Felt like a chore to play. It mm. was really. But with 15, I think it's worth going through. Although, I was thinking about getting the, the Royal Edition, because I only have... The, I would. I only have the base. I would get the Royal Edition. And, and get all the extra... Caskins, uh, obviously. and whatnot. Yeah, I recommend the Royal Edition, because I've played both, and Royal Edition really does bring more to the game. Yes. I'm worried, like, Jay's fallen asleep. He's been very quiet. He has been quiet. I've been enjoying listening to the conversation is what I'm doing. Does it remind you of when we were younger and we'd spend hours talking about FF Great? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You, Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectral Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleansing music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Decay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Tailors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link. Sorry to interrupt, guys, but what's a Discord? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Just for reference, Chief believes in Skynet, so he doesn't trust the internet. I, I, I just not, I'm just not very online, so uh, I don't know what these things are. I'm sure this it depends <laughs> on the situation. If you're online, like when you get in a train, that's just dangerous. <laughs> I think there's a thing called Twitter now, isn't there? <laughs> Chief problems. Grandfather of the internet. <laughs> yeah.